have a faith that is lived out, a faith that is in action. So one day, there was a chicken and a pig walking around the farm talking about how good that farmer had been to them. And the chicken and pig were conversing about how that farmer takes care of them. That farmer has built barns and coops and he feeds the animals. That farmer's been good to us. And so the chicken said, I think we need to make a special breakfast for the farmer. I think that farmer deserves some eggs and some bacon. And the pig said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. He said, for you, chicken, that egg just takes a little bit of time and a little bit of energy. But for me, that bacon you're talking about would take complete sacrifice. And that is what we're here to talk about today. What are you giving? What is your level of dedication? Uh, What kind of, of level of dedication and commitment do you have to the Lord? Because Jesus wants all of you. He doesn't want part of you. He doesn't want just your Sundays. Listen to me. He wants your everydays. He doesn't just want your Sunday. He wants your everydays. And we think somehow we're, we're doing God a favor by occasionally showing up or occasionally coming on a Sunday. God wants all of you. And God gave you all of Himself. I want you to open in your Bibles to the Gospel of Matthew. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 16. Matthew 16 and verse 24. And when you found your place in God's Word, we invite you to stand if you're physically able. It's just one way that we show reverence for the reading of God's Word. Matthew 16 and verse 24. It says, Then Jesus said to His disciples, If anyone wants to come with Me, he must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow Me. Now that's a short verse, but there's a lot there. Deny self, take up, this cross, and follow Jesus. And what I love about Luke's version of this same statement, uh, in Luke chapter 9 around verse 23, Luke actually says the same thing but adds one word to it. He says you got to deny yourself. you got to take up your cross daily. That little word, daily. <laughs> take up your cross daily and follow me. So Jesus wasn't interested in having fans. He wanted followers. Let us pray. Dear Most Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank You so much for this day and all Your blessings. It's been a beautiful weekend. God, we thank You for Your blessings, Your favor, how good You are to us. You're better to us than we deserve. And so God, today we're thankful for Your grace. We're thankful for Your mercy. I ask, O God, today that You would use me, speak through me as a vessel, that you'd hide me behind that old rugged cross that these that have come out today would not hear from me because they don't need to hear me. They need to hear from you. Moved by the power of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Now the whole concept of Matthew chapter 16 as well as Luke chapter 9 when Jesus said, if you want to follow me, 
This is not talking about religion, and I need, to, I need you to understand that today. I need to differentiate, in other words, that what Jesus was not attempting to do was start a religion. Jesus is not discussing here religious practices. He's not talking about rituals. He's not talking about man-made traditions. What we're looking at today is not religion. Because religion can be mimicked. Religion can be imitated. Like you can watch something happen enough times where you think, well, yeah, I can do that. I've seen communion taken. I've seen people kneel in prayer. I've seen this stuff happen. I can do it. I got this. And you can check that off your list. And because you've accomplished a religious task, you feel good about yourself. But what Jesus is talking about is something entirely different. You can't fake denying yourself. You can't fake taking up a cross. You can't fake following Jesus. Because when you deny self, when you take up your cross, and when you follow Jesus, it changes your attitude. It changes your heart. It changes your identity. People will notice there's something different about you. Because this is not about religion. This is about your entire life. So what is your level of commitment? Are you a fair weather fan of Jesus if it's convenient? If things are going good, man, I praise Jesus. Hallelujah. But as soon as the tide turns, as soon as it rains a little bit, maybe you get a you didn't get the promotion you were expecting or something comes up health-wise. What about those days? See, fair weather fans, they're with their team when they're Super Bowl bound. But when they're 8-8, eight and eight, I never liked them anyway. I've been telling them to fire that coach. What they need is a new owner. Okay, buy the team. Fairweather fans come and go. They're fickle. They wave their banners when things are good. But they wear brown bags when things are bad. (laughs) Some of y'all remember that. See, I'm not talking about religion, though. I'm talking about a life change. When we just give Him a part of our life, we can fake it on Sundays. But when you give Him all of yourself... Ain't no faking it. Changes who you are at work. Changes who you are at home. It changes you. He gave his entire life for you. He laid it down. And you think you're doing him a favor by giving him an hour on Sunday. Would your spiritual level of dedication be best described as a side of eggs or a slab of ham? So listen to me. You know, sometimes we complain about the way things are, but quite frankly, you keep getting what you've always gotten because you keep doing what you've always done. I'm going to give you that again. It may not be good English, but it's great theology. You keep getting what you've always gotten because you keep doing what you've always done. Turn to your neighbor and say, he's stepping on my toes too. Hernan Cortez, some of y'all slept in history class that day, but Hernan Cortez set sail from Spain to modern-day Mexico back in 1519 to take on the Aztec Empire. You ever heard of the Aztec Empire? They were a big deal. So Hernan Cortez and 600 of his men 
set sail from Spain, and they set up along the coast of Mexico. And Hernan Cortez, as the commander of these 600 men, he gave orders and said, burn all of our ships. And his own men questioned him and said, you mean, you mean burn the other ships? Burn all of our ships. Because we're not going back. We're here to conquer. We're here to take over. There is no plan B. There is no other option. We're in it. We're dedicated. We're committed. And when you have that kind of attitude, burn the ships. Don't have a plan B. Don't have a fall by it plan. Put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ as the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. There is no other plan. There is no other way to heaven by which men can be saved. No more excuses. It's time to make a decision. Many people try and have it both ways. they got one foot in the church and another foot in the world. And Lord have mercy, you know you can't do the splits. <laughs> Some of you can do the splits. The problem would be getting back up. Amen. My dad found out he can do the splits. <laughs> he was on a fishing trip with his uh, evil twin. I mean his brother. <clears throat> his evil twin brother. And um, they pulled the boat up to the dock. And it was at that, I call it critical stage level one. It was at that stage where it hadn't been tied up yet. And my dad has one foot in the boat. And one foot on the dock. And, and y'all seen my dad before. He, he ain't got basketball player legs. Amen. <laughs> got little kid legs. I think he had a transplant one time. I'll take those kids' legs. Just put them on there. He had, he had one. I love you, dude. He had one foot. One foot on the boat. And one foot on the dock. And I think his evil twin turned on the trolling motor or something. But they said it just kind of drifted. And as his foot pushed the dock, the boat and the dock decided to have a divorce. <laughs> and Dad, meanwhile, he, he's striking an Elvis pose. <laughs> and his brother's just a laughing. <laughs> and that causes my dad to start laughing. This man is like Mary Lou Retton in a full split. <laughs> He injured himself pretty bad, all joking aside. He had a little bit of a pool. When he got back in the boat and they figured everything out, on the way home, his evil twin, I mean his brother, is driving and starts laughing so hard that he has to pull over on the side of the road because he's making fun of him. He says, you were in the full split. <laughs> He recovered. But some of you laugh at that, and yet that's an illustration of you in your relationship with the Lord. You got one foot in the church and one foot in the world, and it keeps separating. And it's getting as the world turns. As the days that we're living in get stranger and stranger, the distance between the dock and the boat is getting further and further. The distance between the church and the world is, is more and more distant. 
And you're trying to navigate it and there's just nothing you can do except surrender. If anyone wants to come after me, Jesus said, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Amen. Deny self, take up your cross, and follow me. There's no part-time Christianity. Period. Stop being just a fan of Jesus and become a follower. I'm not asking you to become a nun. I'm not asking you to become a monk in a monastery. I'm asking you to do what Jesus asked you to do. Follow me. Follow me. I'm only challenging you to do more than what you were doing. I'm only asking you, are you closer to the Lord today than you were five years ago, ten years ago? I'm not asking you to, to go on the mission field to China. If that's what God calls you to do, you better do it. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about denying self, taking up your cross, and following Jesus. Y'all ever watch those videos on YouTube, Dumb Ways to Die? And you think, my gracious, alive. That'd be terrible. Or worse ways to die. I read an article this week in preparation for this message about the worst ways to die. Some of them included, this was a survey that they took of over a thousand Americans. And uh, fire was one of the top ones. I mean, reading this article just gave me the eebie-jeebies. But uh, yeah, it said fire would be one of the worst ways to die. Other people rank drowning way up there. Drowning. Uh, violence by an animal attack or by a human. Those ranked way up there. Uh, me personally, I'm allergic to great white sharks. <coughs> uh, my heart rate goes way up when I'm swimming and I see them. Uh, my breathing gets real messed up. I just don't like, I'm not real particular about them. Sometimes I swell up. I uh, just don't like them. <coughs> but I can't imagine uh, a shark attack. That'd be pretty brutal. I mean, that's just bad, right? But I got to thinking about that survey, and I think there was a flaw. Because I think the dumbest way to die, if you don't mind me saying this, is without Jesus. I think the worst way to die is not in a fire, but it's to face the eternal fires that are never quenched. I think the worst way to die is not by drowning, but allowing yourself to be out there in the ocean of sin. And Jesus gave you... He gave you the flotation device, cast it out there for you, and you just decided, nah, I'm good, and you drown. Yeah, I think the worst way to die is not any of those things that were mentioned in the survey. I, I think the worst way to die is without Jesus. And I don't want anybody in here to die without Jesus. Would you bow your heads in prayer?